Amen. If you will turn with me tonight to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. I have a lot to get through and not a lot of time to get through it. I believe the Lord wants to speak to us tonight. Acts chapter 1, we're going to begin in verse 4. Familiar portion of scripture for most. And tonight I'm going to start off and, and we're going to go in a teaching mode for a, a little bit. And then my help comes on me, I might treach and then preach. We'll just see how it grows tonight. But Acts chapter 1, beginning in verse number 4. And being assembled together, this is the 500 that's about to see Jesus ascend into heaven. And being assembled together with them, commanded that they should not depart Jerusalem. This is Jesus giving them a command not to leave Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which, saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. And when they therefore were come together, they asked him, Asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore the kingdom, restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses. Unto me, both in Jerusalem and Judea and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And a cloud received him out of their sight. Again, this is a portion of Scripture that many of you have read, many of you have heard preached many different ways and many different times. But we see that the followers of Jesus have assembled themselves together, and Jesus begins to command them not to leave Jerusalem until they received the promise of the Father which Christ had told them about. Jesus tells them, and we see here in verse 5, gives them the words that was really prophesied by John the Baptist that John the Baptist surely did come to baptize with water, but that Jesus would baptize them with the Holy Spirit. And I want to pick this up real quick in verse number 6 again. And it says that when they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. So stop right there for a moment. 
Why Jesus deflects this question in a sense is because God will restore the kingdom when Jesus comes again. When Jesus comes and fights that final battle and we see Jerusalem come down. The new Jerusalem. And that's why Jesus was saying this is something that the Father only knows. This is a time and a season for the Father. You see, these disciples, even through all the tutelage of Jesus, still thought there was, this was all about a physical kingdom. That it was something tangible, which the kingdom that Jesus was building, he even told Pilate, I, it is not of this world. If it were, my servants were fine. It, but yet, it, it, was, it may not be tangible in a physical sense, but spiritually, it is very tangible. But these men were looking for the saving of Israel. They were looking for New Jerusalem to be set up and established. They were looking for Jesus to disperse the enemies of the Israelite and Jewish people and to set up a physical kingdom on earth. Which Jesus, we know, one day he will come back with uh, tattooed on his, thigh, on his side, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We know that he will return victorious he will fight, he will win, and the kingdom will become a physical reality. But he tells them this in verse 8. But ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria, unto the uttermost parts of the earth. What Jesus is saying is that in time, the spirit, that, that, that kingdom will come. But until that time, there is a spiritual kingdom that will, that will come when you are empowered by the Holy Ghost and you will be witnesses of me. What Jesus is saying here is until the day that he returns, he says, I am going to make you witnesses of me unto the uttermost part of the earth, unto the ends of the earth. Jesus is the me that is being spoken of there. I know it's, this, is just, this is really simple right now. Witnesses unto who? Unto Him. Unto Jesus of Nazareth, the Savior of the world, the Christ. But who is Jesus the Christ? Say, Pastor, what are you getting at tonight? I want us to realize something. In 1 Colossians chapter 1, or in, in Colossians chapter 1, not 1 Colossians, it's Colossians chapter 1, giving thanks, un, in verse 12 says, Give, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet or sufficient or qualified to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us or transferred us unto the kingdom of his dear Son. And whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Can you say amen? And who, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every 
creature. Jesus is the only begotten Son of the Father. And Jesus is saying in verse 8, be witnesses of me. Jesus is the only begotten of the Father. Jesus be, and because of Jesus' sacrifice, uh, we now as believers have been translated or transferred into a kingdom. Can you say amen if you're with me tonight? We have been transferred through the blood of Jesus into a kingdom. And if and we see here in verse 13 of first or first I keep saying first Colossians it's Colossians chapter 1 we see in verse 13 that we are transferred into the kingdom of God's son of his dear son so if Jesus has a kingdom that therefore makes him a king just just move your head up and down say okay it's elementary i know elementary the Bible tells us in Psalms 24.10, Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Through, uh, through Jesus, uh, when we are born again, we are qualified to be partakers of the kingdom of God and, uh, and of whom Jesus is the image of God to this world, thus making Him the image uh, or the fullness of the kingdom of God that was given to this world. And... And just to clarify even further, Jesus told the Pharisee when he came to see him, Nicodemus, he said in John 3, 3, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see or enter the kingdom of God. So what I want you to realize, just basic information for you tonight, because you are saved, you are bought by the blood of Jesus, because you have confessed your sins before God, you have repented of your sins, you have turned away, you have now changed your citizenship from an earthly dwelling and an earthly kingdom to a heavenly dwelling and a heavenly kingdom. And Jesus tells the disciples, going back to Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, you are to be witnesses of me, or as Pastor has said many times from this platform, you are ambassadors of me. So if he is a king with a kingdom, therefore it makes us ambassadors of not only Christ, the king, but of his kingdom. An ambassador... Pastor has preached this so many times. I know you've heard this so many times, but it's so true. I just want you to understand how important it is. An ambassador does not carry his own message or put forth his own agenda. An ambassador, he presents the agenda of the kingdom where which he is affiliated with, connected to, and born into. We are born into a new kingdom. We are born into the newness of life. So the disciples were looking for a physical kingdom in Acts chapter 1. And Jesus said, that's, that's a time for the Father to decide. But until that kingdom comes, uh, I am going, because of my blood, because of my sacrifice, uh, because I'm about to ascend into heaven, I'm about to endue you with power from on high to become ambassadors of this kingdom, to take on the agenda of this kingdom, to take on uh, the characteristics of this kingdom. There are things about me that... 
that are just truly American. If I was an ambassador to say Germany or Canada or, or even into a country in, in the continent of Africa, there are things that would be different about me than the culture I'm in because I don't have the characteristics of everyone else around me, but because I've been born into a kingdom, because I'm American, there are qualities about me, about my life, about my likes and dislikes, about my attitude, about things that I think are okay and things that I think that are unacceptable. There are things inherently about me that I've inherited from this kingdom that, that, that it just can't be changed. It can't be removed. It's different. I promise I'm going somewhere tonight. So Jesus is asking us to be ambassadors of his kingdom. To put forth, to, to put forth the agenda of his kingdom. So we've talked about who Jesus is. He's the king of the kingdom. We've talked about being born again and being born into the kingdom of God. Being made citizens of a heavenly home. And now... I want to ask you another question. I've already asked you, who is Jesus Christ? But if you are an ambassador for Jesus Christ, and you are an ambassador of His kingdom, what is the kingdom of God? What is the kingdom of God? We've heard many people made reference to it. We've, we, uh, Brother Le we've heard it talked about for years. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? Jesus, when he comes into the early stages of his ministry, at the beginning of his ministry, excuse me, in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 17, he, he begins to say and begins to preach, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What did he mean? What was Jesus saying? What, what he's saying was is that he was about to usher in, that his sacrifice, that his blood, that his ministry was about, because again, remember in Colossians, he is the image of God. He, he, was, he was God made flesh. And, and, and he was about to usher in his ministry, his life, his sacrifice was about to usher in the fullness of God. And he came preaching a kingdom. And he came talking about this kingdom. And, that, and I can just see that he even sent the disciples out to preach about this kingdom. And, 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 and you see it all throughout the New Testament. Kingdom, 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 kingdom. So again, what is the kingdom? Let me tell you what the kingdom is. Jesus sums it up the best way. The kingdom is the Spirit of the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord. He says this in Luke chapter 4 and 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The kingdom is the Spirit of the Lord. And the Spirit of the Lord is an anointing that God placed on Jesus to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent him to heal the brokenhearted. He sent him to preach deliverance to the captive. He sent him to give recovering of sight to the blind and to set at liberty them that are bruised. Jesus would lay down his 
life on a cross. He would tear the veil of separation between God and man. His ascension would usher in the Holy Spirit without measure. The kingdom of God is the newness of life. It is becoming a new creature. It is exchanging your earthly citizenship for a heavenly one. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. So I ask you tonight, since we know who Jesus is, since we know he has a king, he is a king who has a kingdom, and since we now know that the kingdom of God is the fullness of God, it is what happens if we step into this kingdom when we are born again. It is the spirit. It is joy unspeakable. It is peace that's per- oh my Lord surpasses understanding. It is everything that the Word of God says that God is. It is the unlimited access to God. It is the unlimited promises of God. It is everything that God has to offer humanity in Jesus through His sacrifice. Again, He tore the veil of separation, connecting once again God and man. The kingdom of God is something powerful. It's something without measure. But again, we, we, we know who Jesus is. We know he's a king. We know he has a kingdom. But what is his agenda? Since we've become sons and daughters of God, since we've been translated into this kingdom, since we have become heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ, we must know his agenda if we are to be ambassadors for him. His agenda is summed up in Matthew chapter 28 and verse 19 where he says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Uh, His agenda is what is summed up in Mark chapter 16 verses 17 and 18. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall uh, cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick uh, and they shall recover. Church, uh, there is a kingdom coming. There is a physical kingdom coming. But Jesus tells us through through Paul's writings in Ephesians chapter 6 and 12 uh, that even though there is a physical kingdom coming, uh, right now since we are witnesses and ambassadors for Jesus Christ, uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood uh, but against principalities and against powers uh, and against rules of darkness of this world and against of spirit and against spiritual wickedness in high places as ambassadors of the kingdom of God we must be found faithful and obedient to the agenda to the to the agenda the kingdom and the king has given us but I want you to know just as an ambassador puts forth his agenda the agenda of his kingdom he also adopts the characteristics of his kingdom again going back to the example, I'm American. I I know I can trace my ancestry back to this country or that country, but there are things about each and every one of us uh, that make us American. There are things that we do that make us uh, American. And this is what I'm trying to get to you tonight. I've covered all that uh, to get to this place, uh, to get to where we are right now. uh, That that we must, uh, we we, we have a culture. Uh, I'm just getting ahead of myself. I, I can feel the Lord moving in my life right now.
now. But where is a kingdom? We live in a culture that are looking for hope. They're looking for peace. They're looking for restoration. They're looking for someone to come and love them, to show grace to them, to show mercy to them, to show kindness to them, to live life with them, to help them, to reach out to them, to be there for them. There is a, there is a cry, and I, I know I've preached on this, but there's a cry in this world right now that says we have been raised in church, but we no longer live in church, and we've heard about a kingdom, but where is it? Where is it? I know there's a kingdom coming, but because we are ambassadors, that kingdom, that heavenly kingdom has been downloaded in us through the Holy Spirit of God. And when I told you that that Jesus said his agenda is to go into the nations and make disciples, is to teach all nations, to baptize all nations. His agenda is for there to be signs following his believers. His agenda is for his church to operate in power and authority that he has purchased for her. His agenda is to reach your neighbor. His agenda is to reach your son and your daughter. His agenda is to put on the whole armor of God. His whole agenda is for you to have peace when nobody else has peace. It's for you to have faith when nobody else has faith. It's for you to stand out and to be set apart when everybody else is trying to blend in. His agenda is for us to be the kingdom present on earth. I Listen, many can say, well, preacher, you're preaching kingdom now. You're preaching kingdom. No, listen, there is a kingdom coming, but I will tell you that our life should point to the king of that kingdom and our life should point to the kingdom that is coming. I want you to know tonight that my Bible tells me that we are overcomers by the blood of the lamb and by the word of a testimony. I want to know tonight if we are truly ambassadors, if we truly have the agenda of God in our life and it is the desire of our heart. Why are we broken and sad? Why are we downtrodden? Why are we depressed? Why are we oppressed? Why do we not realize who we are and whose we are? Why do we sit and sulk over every issue and every well they they defriended me on Facebook and I'm just tore up about it. They blocked me on Snapchat and I just don't know what to do with my life. Listen, I'm sick and tired of the church being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of seeing the news show murder, show sexual immorality, show everything that hell has to offer. It's time for the church to answer the question that I'm asking you tonight. Where is the kingdom? Where is the kingdom? The Bible tells us that Jesus was confronted by a few Pharisees and and he tells them in Luke chapter 17 and verse 21, neither shall they say, lo, there it is, or here it is, or there it is, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. This is where I wanted to get tonight. There are people that will say, well, God, God's moving there. God's moving here. 
Oh, have you seen Brother Jada? What's going? Listen, I'm thankful for all that. Uh, but I want to, I, I'm going to begin to start look at people, Brother Cameron, and I'm going to start telling them, have you seen what God's doing right here? Have you seen what the kingdom of God is doing in here? Have you seen what the Spirit of God is doing in my life? Have you seen what God is doing in these young people's life? Have you seen what God's been doing in your marriage? Have you seen what God's been doing in your family? Have you seen? Listen, you are the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is within you. That means you have unlimited access to the resources of that heavenly kingdom that is to come. That means there is no reason for us to be faithless. There is no reason for us to be downtrodden. There's no reason for us to look like the world, act like the world, talk like the world, listen to what the world listens to, watch what the world watches. There is no reason that the church should blend in. I want you to know that there are people. There are people that you work with. There are people that we have that we're related to. There's people we do life with. They're saying, where is the kingdom? Where is the hope? Where is the peace? Where is, where, where is that thing that's going to fill the void in my life? And if we are truly ambassadors, and if we have the Spirit of God living on inside of us, why do we limit the moving of God in our lives? He says the kingdom is within you. The kingdom is within you. If the kingdom is within you, that means uh, you have access, uh, unlimited access to the resources of a limitless kingdom. You have access to the resources of a limitless kingdom. This is what the Lord began to speak to me. Just on Tuesday night. Just last night. Is that we. We mature in our faith. We grow. We're supposed to grow. If you've been saved five years. And you're still in the same place. Spiritually. Spiritually. We need to talk. We should mature. We should grow. Because as we grow closer to God, Romans chapter 8 and 29 says that, says, says more or less that, that we are to be conformed to the image of God's Son, which we read in Colossians is the image of the invisible God. God made flesh. And as we draw closer to Him, we begin to look like Him. We begin to take on His characteristics. We begin to take on His mentality. We, 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 we begin to, to experience more and more of God. It's nothing new to you tonight. But the Lord began to say to me, if you're maturing, if we're maturing, so I want you to tell my people this. He said, there is something within you. Because again, the kingdom of God is within you. It's limitless. You have access. You, I mean, God can do the impossible. And he turned to his disciples and John. And he said, you'll do greater. 
Jesus did the impossible. And again, he turned to his disciples and he said, you'll do greater. You'll exceed me. Because you have access to the very same thing that I have access to. To the kingdom. But the Lord began to say there's something within each and every person here that is lying dormant. It's lying dormant. And, and I'm not saying that to condemn because this is, this is how the Lord began to talk to me, Brother Jaden, as, as he was saying, he was saying this, there, as you begin to grow in the, in, in the season that we're in and the time of life that each and every person in this room is in, as you begin, continue to mature, as you continue to press towards God, I, I mean, you, you love to feel the Spirit of God. You love to, to, to experience the presence of God. And, and you love the, the, the signs and the wonders and da-da-da and all this and, and all the great things that come with the kingdom. He said, but as you draw closer to me, you begin to experience more and more of the kingdom. He's saying there are people in this house uh, that you've prayed that there there are prayers of faith uh, that you haven't prayed yet there are impossible prayers there are prayers that seem impossible to for God to move on he said that you're going to begin to pray and see them uh, see that that come to fruition why because you're tapping into more of the kingdom because the kingdom of God the spirit of God the fullness of God is living on the inside of you and he's waiting for you to just dig it out uh, for you to get a hold of it listen Maddie there's mess that you haven't preached yet but when you begin to preach them as you draw closer to God you're going to preach them with a vigor and with a passion and with an anointing that you've never known listen Maria you, you love to sing you love music but God brought, brought your face before me there's songs that you've never sang there, there's, there's experiences in God you've never known he says but as you draw closer to me the kingdom of God is going to continually be revealed and be revealed there, there are prayers Prayers, Sister Terry. There are prayers. You, you, you have faith. You pray. You pray with boldness. You pray with strength. But there's prayers. There's impossible situations that you haven't even seen in your life. But you're going to pray the prayer of faith. And as you begin to grow closer to God, as you begin to get more of the fullness of God, as you begin to inherit more of the kingdom, you're going to see those prayers be answered and come to pass. There are some of you, you've laid hands on the sick and you've never seen them recover. But God said, as you draw closer to me, as you inherit more of the kingdom, as you step closer, as you, as you become fully surrounded by, by my agenda, as you begin to fully embrace that signs and wonders shall follow them that believe. When you begin to fully embrace that, that God wants you to teach to all nations, he's saying that you'll begin to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. I believe that God, in this time and this season that we're in, is going to reveal greater works of the kingdom inside of his people that are laying their lives down, that are dying to their flesh. And they're saying, I want the fullness of God. I want what we sang about. I want the Shekinah glory to fall. I want the presence of God to be so thick in my life that I stand out in my workplace, that I stand out in my family, that I stand out in a crowded room. I want what this Bible tells tells me that I can and uh, that I can have and have access to. Uh, I want to see uh, the same spirit that raised
raised Jesus from the dead dwell on the inside of me. I want to see these young people be more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. I want to see, I want to see you lay hands on the sick and see them recover. I want you to see, listen, we can get caught up. Well, the Spirit's moving over there. That's what Jesus was telling the Pharisees. They'll say, oh, it's over here. It's over there. No, it is within you. What God is doing in your life, He has placed within you. The Spirit that He's placed within you is more than able to bring to completion the dreams and the hopes that He's placed inside of you. I'm not sitting still and waiting for the glory of God to fall. I'm going to get closer to the glory. I'm going to get closer to the kingdom because it's Christ in you the hope of glory. Christ in you the hope of a manifestation. They'll play some music tonight. Listen. The kingdom of God is within you. Again, this is not kingdom now. I'm not talking about... I know what the, the revelation says. This, this world system will grow darker. It will grow darker. But the ambassadors will grow bolder. Why? It's not because you're just inherently bold. It's because when you accepted Christ, you became a new creature. And you didn't know you were bold, but you're about to become bold. You didn't know you had the gift of faith, but you're about to find out you do have the gift of faith. You didn't know that you were going to be a singer and write songs, but you're about to find out. You didn't know that you would ever be a preacher. You'd be like me. I I mean, I was raised in a preacher's home, but I thought there was no way. I didn't have what it took. But as you draw closer to the Lord, you'll find out God's placed a word inside of me. There's many of you that say, man, I can't pray 10 minutes. But you'll find as you continue, go in 10 minutes, pray, get a hold of God. You go in, pray 10 minutes, get a hold of God. You'll find yourself becoming an intercessor. What God's doing, Brother Garrett, it's not here nor there. It's within you. So often, so often, Pastor, we've seen it. I mean, I know, I know you've seen it so often. And I've done it. I'll just be honest. We will sit in the house of God and say, I wait, I'm waiting for a word. I'm waiting for a word. I'm waiting. And listen, I'm all for words of encouragement. I'm all, I'm all for that. I'm, I, there's nothing against that in any way, shape, or form. But my Bible tells me that there were times that David encouraged himself. Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. The weight of the world, literally the weight of the world on his shoulders. 
sweating so profusely under such stress, his sweat becomes drops of blood. Such anguish, such tearing going on in his life in that moment. He said, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Because he, it was within him. Again, I'm, I'm not in kingdom now. I'm not, I'm not telling you that you're God. There's many doctrines out there that tell you you are God. I'm striving to be Christ-like until I'm called to go home. But I want you to know, many of you in this house, there's been toils. There's been really hard things going on in your life. One of my favorite passages of Scripture is found in Romans 8. Romans 8 is just a phenomenal chapter. And Paul says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time Let me sum that up for you. For I reckon what you're going through right now What you're going through right now, he said, it is not worthy to be compared. It is not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed. Where? In us. In us. The glory, the manifestation, the manifest presence of God. That's what the glory is. What he's saying is, what you're going through right now, what the enemy's whispering in your ear right now, what life has brought you right now, is not worthy to be compared to what God's going to do in your life in the future. There's a world asking, where is the kingdom? Where is the hope that I've heard about? Where is the peace that I've heard about? Where's the signs? Where's the wonders? Where, where's the church? Where's the ambassadors? Where's the ones that have embraced the agenda of heaven. I believe I'm talking to those that will answer that question. It's in me. Where's it at, Chris? It's in me. Again, first, at first there I go again, first Colossians, Colossians chapter one. It wasn't because of anything, Sister Tate, it wasn't because of anything I've done. Carly wasn't because I, I'm so good. I'm not. But because of Jesus, we have inherited a kingdom to be heirs with God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ, to be called sons and daughters.
of the Most High God, the Maker of the universe. The psalmist said, Who am I, Lord, that Thou art mindful of me? Who are you tonight? You're someone worth dying for. Philippians chapter 1 and 6. I, I just love this portion of Scripture as well. Be confident. Be sure of this very thing. That he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. What God has started in you, if you walk with Him, faithful, walk in faithfulness and obedience to Him, He says, I will complete it. It's a process, Sister Mary. But I want you to know, there are avenues, there are, there are places in the, the Spirit of God, if you stand with me tonight, that you have not yet seen, but will be made manifest. Will be made manifest. Paul would go on to say in Philippians chapter 3, that I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He says, I press... That means there's resistance. I'm telling you. Sister Sarah, I, I've I'm coming into this house and I've prayed and I've just lifted my hands and I've just, God, I want the fullness. We just sang about it, the fullness of your spirit. The fullness. This world doesn't need some of what God has. It needs all of what God has. This world doesn't just need a healer. They need a Savior. They don't just need a Savior. They need a Father. They don't just need a Father. They need a guide. They need strength, they need peace, they need hope. And they're asking, where is it? Where is the kingdom? I still believe it's within the church. The gates of hell shall not prevail. What did Jesus say? Against my church. Because I'm going to give them the keys. To what? I'm going to give them the keys to the king. I'm going to give them access to all of me. I'm not going to be content drawing from wells when I can live in a river. I will not be content with ordinary when I can live in extraordinary. 
This is just what God's been dealing with me. I know I'm taking way too much time, but I'm excited because, listen, I'm not going to continue. The people in this house, I believe each and every one of you say, I'm not going to continue to just go to church and just get my fill and go home and never tell anybody. No, they're saying, God is doing something different in my life because what you don't realize is the kingdom within you is beginning to flourish and it's beginning to boil up on the inside of you and and there's peace and there's hope and there's confidence that you've never known before and it's not because you're so good and so worthy it's just because you're willing to lay down your life pick up your cross live a life of prayer live a life of righteousness live a life of holiness live a life of separation because you want to see the glory of God you want to see the kingdom come the will be done Church, don't, I'm going to end with this. Don't ever miss an opportunity to be the kingdom. We have to stop looking around and saying, well, the preacher will do it. Listen, I, I, Brother Larry, I mean, what's what we do? I've done it. Well, you know, Pastor Ronnie will take care of you. He's a spiritual guy. He'll take care of it. And Brother Chris, it's so easy. Well, you know, well, we just, we're, we're so good at delegating. I delegate, delegate, delegate. And we're coming into a season where we can't delegate anymore. Glory, we, it's in us. God's saying what you need, it's not... It's not coming from the left. It's not coming from the right. It's not over there. It's not over here. It's, it's in you. I, I want the church to get to a place where, Pastor, I, I, I know it's, it's good for the elders of the church to lay hands on the sick. But I want to see someone take authority in Christ and lay hands on themselves. Say, God, there's healing virtue in me. I'm not waiting for revival. There's revival in me. I'm not waiting to get pumped up or for them to sing my favorite song because the presence of God is within me. No one has to usher me into the presence of God because He's within me. I live in it. I will no longer sit for the natural when I can have supernatural. I will no longer sit in an attitude where it's my four and no more when I can have a kingdom. That I can rule and reign with my Savior and my King. We are not defeated. You are not cast down. You may be cast down, but you are not destroyed. We are not beaten because it's within us. The enemy took everything from Job. I'm done. I, I know I've said that, but I'm done. The enemy took everything from Job. He touched everything around him, but he could not take what was within him. The enemy took everything from David. He was in a cave. Sister Blanche, he's in a cave. A king in a cave. 
not on a throne, in a cave. But the enemy could not take what was in him. The anointing was in him. The call was within him. And the enemy could not take that. Young people, don't let this world take from you what God has put within you. Do not squander your calling. Young people, do not, oh, I got plenty of time. Time's running out. The time is now. I'm not going to continue to fight with the same temptations that I fought with because it's done. I don't have time for that. It's purpose over pleasure. So if you would, tonight, if you're here tonight, and you'll say, Pastor, I've heard you talk about a kingdom, but I'm not part of that kingdom, but I want to be. I want what God has for me. I'll tell you what scripture says, today is the day of salvation. may be here tonight and you're saying that I want to know this king I want to be a citizen of this kingdom you can I'm going to ask you to come forward we're going to pray with you and you say well I'm looking around I think everybody's safe you never know I'm giving you the invitation tonight to become an heir of the kingdom of God, the anointing of God, the peace of God, the the joy of God. All right, if you're here tonight, you say, I know, I know, Pastor Jade, that I'm a citizen of that kingdom, but I want more. I hope it's all of you. I want more. I want the kingdom of God. I want to see it living within me. I don't want to just have to, uh, I, God, I, I don't feel like I'm developed. I don't feel like you're there. No, I want to know. I want to be strong. If that's you tonight, I want you to come to these altars. I want you to find yourself a place to pray because there's a world out there asking, who will it be? Who's it going to be? Who's going to reach me? Who's going to reach me? If you're standing tonight, I ask that you bow your head or find yourselves a place to pray. If you want to stand and pray, pray. But who's going to reach them? How will they hear unless they have a preacher? I'm not talking about a man that stands behind a platform. How will they hear unless they have an ambassador? How will they ever experience healing if you don't take authority in the name of Jesus and lay hands on the sick so you can see them recover? God, there's ambassadors in this house. There's kingdom people in this house. I want the fullness, God. I don't want to just sing a worship song anymore, God. I want to sing your song.
I don't want to just pray a prayer, God. I want to commune with you. I just don't want to talk about the lost getting saved, God. I want to see the lost saved. God, you're giving us access. You've given us access. Unlimited resources. Hello, everybody. We just want to come to you today and say thank you so much for taking some time to watch us. Um, we hope that this message was encouraging and a blessing to you. Um, feel free to private message us and follow us on all social media platforms that will be listed below. Thank you, guys, and have a great day.